You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 312, Can I Hear God's Voice, Part 2. Last week we started talking about um, really discerning and learning how to hear God's voice. You know, we started with the question, Can I Hear God's Voice? Does God still speak today? Now, most Christians, I believe, would agree, yes, he does, but there would be some discussion on how he speaks. Some Christians would be uh, would see a very limited scope in how God speaks. Others might um, acknowledge that God speaks in, in more diverse ways. So, um, really, you know, that's that's maybe a topic for another day, but what I want to develop in this is at least... Inside each of us, creating an atmosphere, cultivating our hearts so that we can hear God's voice. Last week we started with a scripture. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So we we want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want to be able to hear the Holy Spirit's voice, and we're talking about how to do that. And I'm going to read a Another passage of Scripture today, just to kind of set this up. Now, I challenged you last week to to dig into the book of Acts. If you want to see God speaking to His people, then check out the book of Acts. But this is from Acts 16. This is Paul's second missionary journey. He and Silas and a few others um, are, are, are traveling, planting churches, and doing evangelism. Now, listen to what this says. Uh, this is chapter 16, verse uh, 6. Next, Paul and Silas traveled through the area of Phrygia and Galatia because the Holy Spirit had prevented them from preaching the word in the province of Asia at that time. And of course, that's talking about Asia Minor, uh, modern-day Turkey. Then coming to the borders of Mysia, they headed north for the province of Bithynia. But again, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. So instead, they went through Mysia to the seaport of Troas. That night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia in northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So we decided to leave for Macedonia at once, having concluded that God was calling us to preach the good news there. Isn't that a fascinating story? Paul tried to to go to Asia. He tried to get into Asia Minor, and he's wanting to, of course, continue what he'd been doing, evangelizing and plant churches. And it says the Spirit uh, prevented them. I wonder what that looked like. Um, Was there persecution? Was there some kind of uh, internal nudge in Paul's heart and mind that 
let him know he wasn't supposed to do that. What kept them from going? Um, I mean, Paul was a Roman citizen. He could go anywhere. He and, he and Silas both were Roman citizens. Um, so so that there was nothing to keep them out, but yet the Holy Spirit prevented them. Prevented them. Then they tried to, to go somewhere else. They tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them to go there. Interesting. What was it? Persecution, uh, some other type of obstacles, an internal nudge. Interesting. Uh, but then... They ended up in Troas, where at some point Paul had planted a church. There was a church there. And it says Paul had a vision in the night, maybe a dream, um, but something that, that, that was classified as a vision, and it guided them to the next place they were supposed to go. So very, very interesting story. Now, last week we talked about making time to listen. In other words, cultivating the quiet. Obviously, Paul had done that because he was asleep. When he had this vision, but but he he cultivated um, the quiet, and I'm sure you know he didn't have uh, earbuds when he was walking around the Roman Empire. You know he was just in the companions of with some of his companions, and uh, you know maybe for him uh, creating that attitude of silence, that embracing the silence was a little bit easier than it is for us today. We also talked about God's word and prayer. These two should never be separated, and it's, we, we emphasize the fact that, that, that but if we put God's Word inside of us, it renews our minds and directs us in God's will. Uh, we quoted the verse from John fifteen seven: If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. So, Scripture and prayer. And then today, we're going to move forward and we're going to talk about um, a couple of other things. We're going to start off by talking about counsel. Counsel. Who do you go to for counsel and advice? Am I willing to listen to my leaders? Proverbs says, this is chapter 20, verse 18, it says, plans succeed through good counsel. Don't go to war without the advice of others. Now, you might not be planning for war, but you are planning for your future. And the key to getting good, good advice is to get it from somebody who's a little further down the road than you are. You know, I'm always amazed by people who make important life decisions because their buddies at the bar, or their buddies at the gym, or, you know, maybe somebody they grew up with kind of gave them that advice or gave them that counsel, and that's what they're going to do. It might not be very sound, it might not even be very good advice, but somehow it resonated with them. And instead of running it by other, maybe even more objective sources, they've decided to make an important life decision based on what their buddy at the bar told them after a few drinks. Very, very dangerous. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is, it's not just that... Um, you know, our friends who, you know, they've a similar point of life as we are. They may be going through the same things we are. They may not have the perspective to really help us. It's not that we can't ask, but there's something powerful about um, asking someone who's a little bit further down the road or maybe has a little bit more perspective or context to, to help us. And this is really one of the biggest things people miss out on, among many, of course, if you're not involved in a good local church, 
Pastors and leaders are great people to get counsel and advice from. Now look, they're not perfect, but I promise you they're going to try and give you the very best advice and counsel that they can. They've got your best interest at heart. They want to see you succeed. Hebrews 13, 17 says, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they know they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this joyfully and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Now, this idea of of submission and obedience to authority is not very popular. It's certainly easy to obey when the the leader, you know, kind of goes along with with our idea, when, when they say what we want them to say. But what if they say, you know what, this is really not a good idea. I just don't think you should do this. Or they try and guide us in a different way. Um, that's when it gets kind of difficult, and that's where you have to make that important and difficult decision. You know, I'm always amazed as a pastor and leader when people will come and ask for counsel and ask for advice and, you know, give it to them, and they will go in, in exactly the opposite way. Thankfully, that doesn't happen often, but it happens enough to where um, I can look back on several several situations where people have chosen to go um, in the opposite direction of what, what the, the advice that they asked for. And, and I gave them advice, gave them counsel, and they, they went in the opposite direction and ended up in really bad situations. So let's listen to our leaders. Let's weigh it according to the Scripture. And, you know, understand that, again, God puts people in our lives for a reason. Um, you know, former President George W. Bush, when he was running for office, he, uh, he, he really is an intelligent guy. He's got a, a master's degree, I believe, from Harvard. But um, he was often accused of, of not being that smart. And I don't, I don't know whether he is or he isn't, but I heard him say something that was very smart. He said, you know, as the president, I don't have to be the smartest person in the room. But I've got to have the smartest people in the, you know, around me that, that I can get advice from. And he said, my job's to make decisions. And I thought, you know, that's a, that's a great way to look at leadership, but that's also a great way to look at life because I don't have to know everything, but it's, it's good to have people around me who do know things that I can go to for counsel and advice, that I can just bounce ideas off of. I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've got pastors re- literally all over the world that, you know, we talk periodically and they'll just bounce ideas off of me. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, uh, you know, we'll kind of talk about things and work through things. And, you know, sometimes leadership can be a very lonely place. And so having somebody that's kind of on the outside that you can bounce ideas off of um, can be very comforting. Don't go away. We'll be right back. I just wanted to let you know that this episode of Leading is Learning is brought to you by my book, Miracles in Mark. Miracles and Mark was my second book. Last week we introduced Peter and Paul and Acts. My first book, this is uh, Miracles and Mark, was my second book. And it's a study of all the miraculous uh, things that Jesus did in the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark is a very miracle, very supernatural, heavy gospel. We see the the, the acts of power, the the miracles, the signs that Jesus performed. Uh, They're much... Uh, denser in Mark. There's so many more of them, and I, 
I encourage you to check this book out because Jesus did things for a reason. Obviously, for in his healing, he was doing it for the person, but there was also things that we could learn from each miracle, from each sign that Jesus performed. And then along with Miracles in Mark, I encourage you to check out Miracles in Mark, the, the study. There's a video course that goes along with this book that you can check out. Um, it's full. I think it's got over 20 short videos uh, along with the content. There's some quizzes. It's a dynamite course, and it's really the reason I, I did it was so that it could be a, uh, for use in small groups. That was the primary reason we put this together was that small groups could use this um, use this curriculum to to really guide their study of this important gospel. So check out Miracles in Mark the book, check out Miracles in Mark Miracles in Mark the course, and I know that you will enjoy them. All right, we're talking about hearing God's voice. We just got through talking about getting counsel and advice from somebody. Well, now we're going to put the rubber to the to the road here. And we're going to say, number four, we're going to say, take a step. Take a step. Isn't that where faith comes in? Because if I'm praying for guidance, if I'm praying for direction, if I'm spending time and listening to God, I'm getting good counsel, but now it's time to make the decision. Now it's time to step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to do what I feel like you're guiding me to do. Would you please help me as I make this decision? You know, God's will and God's direction often become clear when we start moving. A friend of mine often says, we move and then God moves. Now that's counter uh, to what we hear a lot of times in church because in a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll hear, you know, well, you know, we've got to wait on God and wait on God, and wait on God. And there is an element of truth to that. We do need to learn to wait on God, but there also comes a time when we need to act. And waiting on God becomes an excuse not to act. I mean, after I've prayed, after I've saw what the Scripture says, um, after I've gotten good counsel, at some point i got to take a step. I've got to move. So we move, and then God moves. So, so we say, God, move, do something, God. And he's saying, you move, you do something. In other words, we start stepping out in faith, and we find that God begins to guide us and speak to us and open doors for us. You know, that story we read about Paul, um, he wasn't sitting still. He was actively trying to find out what God's will is. He's trying to get into Asia. It doesn't work out. Okay, let me change directions and go to Bithynia. Okay, well, that doesn't work out. All right, well, let me go to bed. Let's get a good night's sleep, and we'll, we'll, we'll work on it tomorrow. He goes to bed. God speaks to him in a dream or a vision, and now he knows what he's supposed to do. But it didn't happen because he was just sitting still thinking. He was actively pursuing God's will. And when we're trying to hear God's voice and find out what he's saying to us, um, you know, really it doesn't require a lot of faith to just sit and pray. You know, just sitting and saying, oh, God, speak to me. Oh, God, give me guidance on this. Oh, God, help me make the right decision here. You know, that doesn't require much faith. The faith comes, and the faith is required when it's time to move. The faith is required when I've got to lift that foot 
and take a step in a certain direction. Make a decision. That's where faith comes in. And as we pray for guidance and as we ask God to speak to us, what we find is that's often when things become clear. Well, now we've gone through four different things over the last two weeks. Simple things, they're not complicated, but we talked about making time to listen, getting into God's Word and prayer. Today we talked about counsel and taking a step. And I encourage you to take these four things and incorporate them into your life so that you will be able to more effectively hear God's voice. I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave a message or comment in the comment section for today's post. While you're there, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter so that we can stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we will see you next week on Leading and Learning. Thank you.